you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It's the footballiest time of the year. With quarterbacks throwing and tailgaters ready for some brats and beer. It's the pig, pig skinniest time of the Hi and hello and happy new year, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. Welcome to a very special episode of the Dave Damashek football program available as always on iTunes, Stitcher, and NFL.com slash Sheck. It's special in so many ways. We are at the dawn of a new calendar year. We are at the start of the NFL playoffs. And, of course, the big-ticket item for this show, it's the Shecky Awards 2014. It's a, uh, a grand occasion each and every year. As a matter of fact, I was trying to figure out how many years in a row I've been doing it. I can't figure it out exactly. I know it's in the 20s. I know I started doing it round about 1990-ish. So it might be, for all I know, it might be the, uh, the silver anniversary of the Shecky Awards. Either way, we uh, will be handing out, you know, like I always say, the Academy Awards take care of the new movies of the year. The Grammys take care of all the new music. I take care of all the rest of it. So make sure you stick around for that. In the meantime, though, we do have some important business to tend to football-wise. Like I say, the wild card round is nigh. We have to break it down for you. The studio here, Studio 66, maximum strength is positively loaded for bear as it is in the second podcast all through the season, during the week, we look ahead to the games with the Red Challenge flag pick segment. Let's say hello to everybody who will be participating in that and the Shecky Awards right now, starting off with the man who moved across the Atlantic Ocean a number of years ago. His heart belonged to the Miami Dolphins decades before that. It's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. 
Hello, handsome. How are you? I am very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. And honored to be here. I racked my brains. I was trying to think how many of these I've done, and mm -hmm. it's somewhere in the range of three. I think that's right. I think you. Yes. Had, this is your third go round in the Shecky exactly Awards. Three. Very exciting. Yes. Next, let's say hello to a man who is no doubt a little bit nervous and excited because his Dallas Cowboys have returned to the postseason for the first time in what I think three or four years. Here he is, everybody. Elliot Harrison, what's the poop with you? Hey, uh, you know, I think I'm a first time, long time with these uh, Shecky Awards. I'm honored to be a part of it. I've always had to listen. This is my first time to actually be in the studio for this. Let me promote something quickly that Elliot Harrison and I did a week ago. You should look this up because it's really fun stuff. If you're a football nerd, it's or even a pop culture nerd. If you if you fancy the '80s and uh, and some of the stuff that was going on fashion wise, we sat down. We like to do the infinite DVR and look back at the original broadcast of great games, not the old NFL film stuff, which is grand by its own right. But you've seen that stuff before. Looking back at what the broadcast looked like, we took the 1982 NFC title game, the Cowboys in RFK against D.C., and it was great. Summerall and Madden, I think their first, uh, their first, their first title game. game. Yep. We poured over it, and, and, you know, Mark Mosley with the head-on kicking, the MVP. I mean, there are a lot of fun things to look at there, so I encourage you, Nate, demand that you dig that one up at NFL.com. Is it still there, Handsome Hank? Can it's still there. Find we it there? can find it. Yep. Okay. So that's good stuff. And then lastly, a man who is up for an award, well, by the way, so is uh, Elliot Harrison, is a nominee for Best Re uh, Regular Guest. Handsome now fills the role of, just to make it clear, you're, you're sort of, you're not even a regular guest. You can't. You're you're part of the show. Right. You know, so you can't. Re you really aren't eligible. It really would come down to you versus black tie. So if I showed up less <laughs> often, I'd have more of a chance. Well, you can't really be called world. a guest. You're out, you're on it's pretty fine. much. Want, uh, you're on I'm, most of the shows. Right. So it's weird. To, you're not a guest at this point. Okay. So if we want to put it to a vote, handsome Hank versus black tie. I don't know. I wouldn't want to make that decision. I would turn that one over to the Czech Republic. I did, I Who did, would you vote for if that were the case? I black tie. He's here every week, and he does important things like press buttons and look at Facebook while the show is on. <laughs> black tie. Who would you vote for? Um, I gotta go with Hank, man. That's nice. He's he's a great, he's, oh my god! Some residual season's Love greetings. I, I like oh that. I like gosh. that. The, the, the holiday spirit in full effect. And then lastly, here in the uh, in the studio. Oh wait, handsome, you have something to. Well, no, I just. I mean, as a surprise for you, and and really ahead of the the um, big playoff game this weekend. I think the one most people are, are excited about. I actually have a surprise for you. I managed oh. to get um, Jerry Jones, Mr. Jones, the owner of the Cowboys, on the phone. Oh, exciting! And I uh, just wanted to do. So a we're gonna. Pick the games in a minute, but first, We're Jerry just Jones. Have a quick conversation. Oh, okay, great. Is he on the Is he on the line, Black Tie? Uh, he's up. Okay. Is this thing on? Betsy, Maryland. Is this thing on? Hey, um, Mr. Okay. Jones. Yeah. This is uh, This is Handsome Hank from uh, the Dave Damashek Football yeah, Program. I'm familiar with your work. Okay, uh, excellent. League meetings. I, I think I think um, over the last year, it's been proved. You know, a lot of people have questions about you as a GM, but it's been proved that you are exceptional at your job you've led the cowboys to the playoffs congratulations well we uh looked at manzel but everybody knows that i shot that one down six times over uh steven wanted to take him i didn't right that's what i heard <laughs> um your prowess as a general manager got me thinking i don't know if you play fantasy football or if your season-long fantasy football league just isn't cutting it or maybe it's over entirely but you could use that gm prowess at fandle.com and pick a new team every week so, you know, you could put your, your fantasy football skills to the test 
using what you've done from real football. And this, and I know this is going to be exciting for you, Joe Watson from New York, a guy we all know, played fantasy football on FanDuel for less than two weeks last season. He got himself $30,000. Imagine what you could do with that. Well, we sent uh, Joe a Cowboys hoodie, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm not too uh, uh, the big on FanDuel. Having fans uh, sent, I was never into fencing. <laughs> no, this is different, Mr. Jones. This is uh, FanDuel.com. You, all you need to do, go, do is go to their website, click on the microphone, and I know because you're a longtime listener of the Dave Damashek football program, you'll use our code DDFP and sign up now. And, and this is going to get your juices going, there's a new user special, but it's ending soon. I've had all, about all the fire knocked out of my butt. <laughs> I'm sure. FanDuel will, will match your first deposit dollar up to 200 bucks. That's $200 for free. The offer's only good for the first 50 people. It must have been more than 50 people who've done this by now. I like free 99, Hank. I like free 99. That use our code DDFP. Don't forget to use the code DDFP at FanDuel.com. F-A-N-D-U-E-L. Official game C-O-M. of the uh, Cowboys Stadium, but not Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Sign up today. Spellbinding work. Once again, the Dave Damashek football program players. Elliot Harrison now, new to the fold uh, with that. Is that that's your first go-round with a fan? Actually, no. He, oh, was, no, he was you on did the very one. first that's right. one. That's right. I didn't get a chance. To, yeah, I was just hanging out listening. Yeah, no. This is what happens when you're in a different studio. Too. I know. That was terrific. Yeah, that was really good to get Jerry Jones right. on the phone line. It sounded like he was right here. Yes. he. Uh, we, we talk <laughs> a lot, so I just figured it would be good to have right, We have important things to get to. Sorry. Let's do it right now. First of all, though, we have to say hello to the NFL media statistician who always brings a bad statitude. <laughs> here he is, one of the nominees for DDFP Rookie of the Year, Drew Statton. What's the poop with you, fella? Would have been great to get to talk to Jerry Jones, but since we waited 10 minutes into this podcast to introduce me, I guess we'll just get going. (laughs) Look who's raw. You know, the Rookie of the Year award can either go to you or still be stripped away. It's not like these things are set in stone. I am not like Stephen Ross in Miami who, because I announce in the locker room, you know, Ill, you know, ill-advised. Though, what? <laughs> hey, he's definitely back next year. I can, I can pull out of, uh, out of uh, an award that I've given and hand it off to somebody else. So the the votes aren't tallied. Well, they're tallied. Oh. But the, 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 this is uh, Damashek. You know, works on the fly. Okay. I can take it away from you. I'm kind of curious. You know, you bring that up. I want to know what Hank thinks about that. I mean, that was darn right weird. Uh, he gets the extension, then they go out and lay an egg against the Jets. You think he want to call him Mulligan? This is awkward, Dave. It appears <laughs> that uh, Elliot didn't listen to the yeah. earlier podcast of the week. Yeah, and uh, Elliot Harrison, who's a nominee for Best Recurring Guest on the DDFP, maybe takes a hit here I, for that. I just thought that Hank <laughs> might have reserved the right to change his mind like you do with the Rookie of the Year. Yeah, so no, I'm no. curious we, how We, we kibitzed about it. He thought it was a, a mistake uh, at the time and continues to think it was a mistake. I actually so. predicted at the moment that it happened that they would be beaten by the Jets last weekend, and that is exactly what happened. All right, before we jump into the picks real quick, Drew Statton is a Michigan native. He went to the University of Michigan, and for some reason, I still don't know exactly why he's a Raiders fan rather than a Lions fan. Nonetheless, a big day for football fans from that state. Eh? Great day. Yesterday. I, t- I mean, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, everything was coming up Harbaugh for me, and uh, it, it worked out. Well, congratulations. You feel I- you feel that this imme- – you know what? I was cynical in advance of it. You know, all the I, I crack wise about it on the Sheck report this week about Jim Harbaugh sitting in the room with uh, 17-year-old recruits and the parents and everything. But you do feel immediately, and you could make a case, in fact, that Urban Meyer and Jim Harbaugh immediately make the, the Big Ten 
the have the two best coaches, or at least you know two of the four or five best coaches in all the land. I think yeah. the I think the entire conference shall boon as a result. Well, one of the best things that it does for the program is right now, rather than talk about the four teams playing for the national championship, we're talking about five teams because uh, every pre, every pregame show is going to be talking about Michigan for the next couple of days, and you know helps the program that at five and seven. Shouldn't, be on, you shouldn't really be talking about. Be on the lookout for uh, football baby New Year. He uh, took, a, you know, he dipped his toe into the college football waters mm. for January one. So, like I say, be on the lookout for that video. Drew's good mood is going to be counterbalanced by uh, the Pat Shermer hiring oh, from, the, come on. from the Raiders in about four nice. or five days' time. Pat Shermer to the Raiders. Eh? I'm telling Buy you, your season don't, tickets now. I don't Rex Ryan should go to Atlanta as in, as far as a fit goes. But I mean, you know, for the pieces and. Um, you know, really sets him up for immediate success. But the the Raiders, Rex Ryan and the Oakland Raiders. Oh, and then let's spend some of that money on Dominic and Sue and just bring the old Raiders back. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I also feel like if you took, uh, if Rex Ryan goes, it's up in the air if Rob Ryan's going to be back with the Saints. Why aren't those brothers working together? It's a match made in heaven. I I don't think Rob Ryan's going to be back from the Saints. Have you heard what Sean Payton said about they're being changed. We're not just going to throw the football out there and tee it up again. But if I were the Raiders, I'd want Todd Bowles, not Pat Shermer. I mean, you, you oh, can. I would want a lot of people. I'd want Hank over Pat Shermer. <laughs> well, that's flattering. See, that now we're back on the right track. Let's get into it then. Like I say, Wild Card re- Weekend is nigh. It is a part of what has a chance to be the greatest week of football in the history of the universe, legitimately. Final four on January 1, then four games of uh, pro football to start the playoffs 2014-15 off. Let's get into them right now with the Red Challenge Flag segment. Red Challenge Flag All right, they always, it's no secret at this point, the audience, uh, the football audience is savvy enough to understand that the what appears to be the worst game is the one that starts things off, and this season is uh, is no different. It doesn't look like the greatest matchup in the world. The Arizona Cardinals, so exciting a month or so ago, um, undone by the quarterback injuries. Um, how many teams are on their third-string quarterback in, in the playoffs? Tip of the hat, tip of the kangle to Bruce Arians and, and Todd Bowles and the rest of the gang going into Charlotte, North Carolina, to play the surging Carolina Panthers, Cam Newton looking terrific. Jonathan Stewart, you know, it's interesting when you think about, you know, I, I always talk about how long the NFL season is and the and the decisions, the determinations we make four weeks in and eight weeks in and 12. You know, it's remember the Monday night game when the Panthers played Philadelphia and got tormented and, and especially Cam Newton just really took shot after shot and you were somewhere in between feeling sorry for him and also there were all the questions that typically come up he's just an athlete he may not be ready to be a quarterback he just maybe isn't a quarterback in in pro football in spite of all his great deeds to this point that stuff is so far in the rearview mirror now people who said that should be as embarrassed as the ones who buried Tom Brady maybe even more embarrassed because Cam Newton is a sublime talent an all-time sublime talent at that position so anyway we have that a surging defense in Carolina I'm going to start off with you, handsome Hank. Who's taking this one? I am picking the Carolina Panthers. Elliot Harrison, I'll <clears> say you. I'm going to have to leave my flag in my pocket. Boo! 
You're starting 2015 hey. off like you left the 2014. And I'm going to have to disagree with you on Cam Newton. I don't think Cam Newton is the reason why they're winning. I think it's their defense sure. giving up 43 points in four games or whatever it is that's doing this. I looked it up. Four of the last five games have given up less than 300 yards. And Cam Newton against Atlanta went 10 of 16. 10 of 16. What quarterbacks throw 16 pass attempts anymore? The difference is that he's running. And I really think this might have happened. I know this is a weird little theory, but I bet you he watched that Seattle Cardinals game and saw all the love Russell Wilson was getting for using his athleticism on that little run where he did the little shimmy and then he ran it. Because Cam has not been running that much this year. I know he's been banged up. He, there was a one game against Cincinnati where he ran for over 100 yards and they, they tied. Uh, but he, he took off in this game against the Falcons. He's actually started running again. That's what makes him good. If Cam Newton sits there in the pocket and throws 35 pass attempts, I think Carolina loses. Mm-hmm. Could be. The, I read earlier in the week that um, that uh, Bruce Arians was now happy that he'd seen Ryan Lindley could throw a touchdown pass. <laughs> I hope he'd seen that in practice before <laughs> now. It doesn't feel like it, that would be – if that's what they're hanging their hopes on, that now they've now Ryan Lindley has his first NFL touchdown, I'm not sure that uh, – well, I'd, I'd want more hope than that. He did throw for 316. He threw two touchdowns. He had three picks, but it was definitely his best – Sure. Game. I mean, he was he was productive. That's all I'm saying. Well, we have four games this weekend. Obviously, only four games. Give me a score. I mean, I mean, I feel like the momentum in every conversation I've heard, everything I've read this week, more and more is leaning towards. It started out with this is a tough game to call, and here we are at the end of the week, and now it's it's uh, a fait accompli. You know, great season, Cardinals, but you can't go across the country and win this game. I don't think it's an impossibility. How right. close do you think this one is? I, I was just writing this for the game picks column uh, coming out tomorrow. 24-17 right now is what I have Carolina winning. Hmm. How say you? I'm going to say 20-13. 20 to 13. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I I said 3-2. I don't know who's – I mean, I, really, I don't know which team is, uh, is going to put up a big – point total in this right. one. I mean, Carolina, like you say, is is playing um, is playing really well of late, and uh, you know the defense is playing really well. Ryan Lindley, it's not like uh, you know the the Cardinals defense. Uh, it hasn't been as good, but still, uh, you know, I, I don't think that's a gangbusters offense as you indicate there, Elliot. So I could uh, see it be or smelly it. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I could see that uh, it being a very. I haven't done my one shower thing yet this week. Obviously, I mean, my one day missing the shower. <laughs> let that be. Let that be a New Year's resolution for yeah. us all, please. Let's shower more than once a week, people. Drew Staten, anything oh, to lay on? Well, guys, here? the stats say the Cardinals are going to win this game. How so? Oh no, I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Why has everybody decided that the? It's not like that. Everybody should remember that the Carolina Panthers, who have won four straight, yes, didn't have a winning record. The assumption that they're going to beat anybody is specious. Yeah, but they've won four in a row. All right, that's Where it. They, that's a, that's no, the no, well, you have I mean, no, the card. I mean, it, it, I don't need to tell. I think we have an educated enough uh, fan base, Dave, that to know that the Cardinals are significantly worse with Ryan Lindley, and that even with Drew Stanton, they're not going to be much better. Where did the Panthers finish in overall defense? Oh, okay, great question. They were. Anyone can I get some background music? I would, I'm going to guess they were 12. Mm. Trying to fill in. Well, they make, like, a, <laughs> they make a hard right turn, though. I'd go, right, point. It would yeah, be, right. I, you know, if you did it by, if you would put the season 15? into quarters, the last month of the right. season, they were terrific. Yeah. We could do that. See, guys, we should have talked about this beforehand. I could have produced exactly. I thought it was like assumed numbers in December. When you're, when, you're, when, you're, when you're the stats guy oh, on the show. Oh, come on, I, thought, man. I, I, I was just I, showing up. You had one job. Just where they finish overall. 10th. 10th. Okay. For much of the season, they were, I believe, 31st. 
they were second to last for weeks. And to, to finish 10th really shows you something. Uh, even in that game against Minnesota, they got blown out. The Vikings offense didn't do anything. And they finished the month of December. They were the fifth best defense. Mm. Um, all right. Let's move on from that game. Uh, you know, and the other thing is uh, Jonathan Stewart has really been a, a big uh, factor in, in that team tournament. Strangely, well, the Panthers wear their blacks. I do like the shooting matchup. One of the few I like the Panthers in. I like the black. I like when they wear the black jerseys as long as it's the silver pants. When they wear the black pants that are shiny no and bueno. the black jersey, it's, it's, a, it's an atrocious look. And, and Dave, as a Jonathan Stewart fantasy football owner, I can tell you that all it's going to take is D'Angelo Williams to be healthy for Ron Rivera to <laughs> pull the hot hand and just play <laughs> D'Angelo Williams. It could well be. All right, I'll go with the Panthers as well there. But, I, you know, my jaw certainly will not drop if uh, if uh, the Cardinals pull that one out. All right, let's talk about the Saturday night tilt in Heinz Field. I should really be on the banks of the Three Rivers on this one for the, for this one. The last time these two teams played, well, it wasn't the last time. The second to two times ago when they met in the playoffs in January of '09, I believe was the was when that was. Um, it was a it was one of the classic postseason games. For my eyes, the hardest hitting game I've I, I've looked at. But do I, you think I, it was better than the 2010? Because the 2010 game was awesome. Is that Roethlisberger to Antonio Brown when nobody even knew who Antonio hat, Brown right. was? Uh, that was a great game. It was a great game, but I mean, with the, the what you knew then in the in January of 2009 when those two teams hooked up, they were the two best teams in the NFL, and you knew that there were the 13 and three Tennessee Titans. But it seemed clear by season's end, by the regular season's end, that these two teams were the best ones. So it was nice that they got to play one another, mm-hmm. and you felt like this is going to settle it. Whoever survives this one is going to end up winning the Super Bowl, which the Steelers ultimately did against the Cardinals. And But, I mean, the, the Steelers literally, in an age where you don't celebrate knockouts and stuff like that, the Steelers literally knocked cold three Ravens in the game, including on the opening kickoff, and the Willis McGahee-Ryan Clark collision towards yep. the end of the game, I've said before, I'll say it again now, was very much like Creed v. Balboa in two, in their second, in those two great uh, champions' second uh, tilt there, where Balboa and Creed both go to the canvas, and Balboa barely gets off before he's counted out, and that was the difference in that game as well. Ryan Clark barely was able to rise to his feet and stagger off the field, emerging champion of and the I AFC. Think, I think for Baltimore to get to that game, they had to beat Tennessee and Nashville, you mentioned, with the number one seed. I think that's who Baltimore actually beat. Didn't they beat Miami in the wild card that's when they correct. picked yes. Pennington? Mm-hmm. And that then sounds they right. To, they had to. They were wild cards, so they had to play on the road all, all their games. Amazing the difference in that game was a – fourth quarter interception pick six by Troy Palomalu against rookie Joe Flacco. Mm -hmm. How funny how football changes. Lamar Woodley applied to hit the Flacco that made the pass fly errantly. Troy Palomalu, who may or may not, I mean, there's, there's talk in Pittsburgh that Palomalu may be good to go and they may not use him. They may not. Uh, they may use Will Allen in front of him. It's uh, it's fascinating that that could be the case. But of course, the big injury item for this game is Lev Bell. His status. There is word. We're talking on Wednesday here. There. The buzz is that you know the the reporters there in Pittsburgh who are on the beat report that they've seen Lev Bell walking around the hallways and he's doing it without a limp. 
We'll see. That looked like a pretty severe bend over your, you know, hyperextend your knee or whatever you call that kind of an injury. It did not look like something good that would let you play six days later. Um, but let's get into it now. Elliot Harrison, the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. How say you? Lev Bell or no Lev Bell, I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers at home. Handsome. Dave, I'm sorry to say because I know that you like it. I'm going to have to keep the red challenge flag in my trouser pocket. I especially I, don't like it in this case. I don't want everybody picking the Steelers. That dooms them. I will say this, though. I believe without if Lev Bell's not playing, and that's the assumption I'm going to make, with the two secondaries as, as poor as, they, as they've both been, mm-hmm. while everyone expects a Steelers-Ravens game to finish 10-7 or something like that, I'm going to go for something more like 35-32. Whoa. Lots of balls flying through the air, lots of excitement, lots of fun. Close game still. I l- I'm looking forward to this one. Well, um, and, 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 but you uh, expect the, the Steelers to emerge victorious there. You know, I've talked to Daniel Jeremiah, our pal from uh, the Great Move the Sticks podcast, who, like a lot of other people have indicated, they'll be able, without Lev Bell, assuming he's not good to go, they'll just leave a safety deep, all game long, which will interrupt Roethlisberger's ability to, you know, as long as Lev Bell's in there, and he's also, the other thing is, he's, he's a great pass blocker. That's really, uh, that's one of the biggest concerns. It's not so much can number 26 make hay on the ground. It's really his ability to pick up the pass rusher and then also be a factor in the passing game himself. You see that over and over again. You saw it on Sunday night, the little dump-offs to Lev Bell, how devastating he can be against the defense there. If they don't have to worry about that, Roethlisberger could have some struggles he hasn't had all season long there. Um, not going to see as much room downfield to throw the ball. Drew Statton, how say you? Dave, can you tell me which Steelers running back was the last to rush for 100 yards against the Ravens? The last Steelers running back against it would yeah it was uh, Isaac Redman. Jerome Bettis in 2004. Wow, is that right? Wow. That's right. I, so 2004. So it makes you kind of wonder, you know, that both these teams know each other that well. You know, obviously Lev Bell is going to make a huge difference, but. I don't think it's Lev Bell plays and, you know, he goes, he does his usual Lev Bell thing and rushes for, you know, 100 and catches. Well, if you look at it, the, the, what, what's it, in a way it's a compliment. It's sort of like, um, a, a great defensive lineman who's a sack master who at some point stops getting the sacks or, or, you know what? It's like Darrell Revis sort of like, why aren't he, why doesn't he have any interceptions if he's so good? The casual mm-hmm. fan might ask because people just stop going. Yeah. To start going in his direction. That uh, why does a defensive lineman who at one point was a great sack master why why if he's so great then what's going on there why does why do his teammates have more because they're giving two or three blockers to consume that guy. Levy and Bell cannot get off lately because they are so focused on shutting him down. It's opened everything up for Antonio but Brown and the rest of them. Right, guys. but when have we not seen Antonio Brown be able to beat bracket coverage? I mean, Antonio Brown's proven to be able to beat everything. And the Steelers at home, if you look at their passing numbers at home, they're just ridiculous mm-hmm. this year. They're ridiculous. So well, I, I don't, I'm not that worried. They need to be able to, you know, they also, a, a, a major thing to me that, feel small that I, I, a lot of people from the outside looking in at this team didn't really probably observe was when Laguerre Blunt went away, that was a good thing apparently in the locker room by uh, by all accounts. Laguerre Blunt was a distraction to Lev Bell um, up until the day he left. 
But also, it practically put Lev Bell on the field in the red zone, and they the offense started to be more productive with Lev Bell in there inside the 10-yard line. They started punching it in more. Without him, again, they need three is uh, maybe handsome is right here. Three points often is enough in, when you get down there in these Baltimore-Pittsburgh games. In this case, it might mean that, that they might need to be creating yep. uh, touchdowns over field goals to, to steal this game because without 26, they're a very different team. Now, again, I will remind you, if the Steelers win, they go to Denver, which is as sweet a matchup as there is in the AFC, I think. The Roethlisberger Steelers at Peyton's Broncos yep. a mile high would be wonderful. On the other hand... I assume the Patriots are going to be rooting hard for Pittsburgh because they don't want Baltimore. If if you believe that the players are as aware as we fans are, the one bugaboo for Tom Brady and Belichick more than anything else this last decade has been those Baltimore Ravens. Well, if you think and they about go and they go to Foxborough next week if they win, Steelers would not want to play in New England. I mean, because it, what is the weakness of the Steelers? It's their coverage. Okay, when Baltimore has to throw the ball a lot, they suck. They do. They suck. Well, they're way better when they run the football. That's not the weakness of the Steelers. Denver right now sucks throwing the ball. But New England, that's the team, if I'm Pittsburgh, I, I don't want to play of, no, of, of those course, three. Right. Yeah, right. No, I think, yeah, Pittsburgh versus Denver. And then you, you hope that if you're a Steelers wonk, you, you hope that maybe the Bengals I, – I, it's really hard to – conjure a way that Andrew Luck goes up to Foxborough and wins that game. I could see the Bengals. Keep in mind, the Bengals took care of business against the Broncos in a game. In front of that Monday night game two weeks ago, everybody announced, the you know, the Bengals aren't going to make the playoffs because they're going to lose to Denver and then they'll lose to Pittsburgh and they're going to be on the outside looking in. And I said that day, you know what? The Bengals are going to win that game. They're gonna, they're, they are going to win. They look good there. Then they look good in Pittsburgh. You can, If you take away Antonio Brown's punt return, and a couple of a player two here missed there. Field goal. Yeah, I mean they absolutely the Bengals could have won that game on Sunday night. There, that team is not jive. All the concerns about Andy Dalton uh, are are valid until he does something in the postseason. But don't be surprised. I, I could see them beating up uh, Indianapolis and being a factor in the postseason. So all right, I say the Steelers thirteen to ten narrowly because every game is thirteen to ten that these two play. Anything else you want to weigh in here with? Uh, I just want to say real Sunday? quick for yes, all the listeners that tuned in to listen to the Shecky Awards. That's still coming, by the way. It's on its Why way. Why are you so anxious? We're also we're all, this oh. is also a, 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 the main a football. Event. I'm, all right. I'm well, you know That's what? I don't event. think these wild card teams do, think yeah. it's uh, uh, the, that there's, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever you call that, the early card, you know. This is a, this I think a, it is. It's all about the Shecky Awards today. I think, right. I think before we head into 2015, we'll settle a 2014 argument about the best triplets. In the NFL, we had we had a while ago. Yeah, you said Ben, Lev Bell, and Antonio. Oh, Brown. can I tell you something? What's that? There's a I I uh, updated those. Oh, the editors at NFL.com said, hey, how about you give us a season-ending update on that? That should be up at, on NFL.com currently. You'll know it is, and you'll never guess who's number one still. No, it was not. <laughs> you well, know, is it is it? Ben Lovebell and Antonio no, Brown. Who was Chase number Daniel, one before? Dwayne who was okay. number one <laughs> earlier in the season? Aaron Rodgers, Eddie Lacy, Jordy Nelson. They've now been supplanted. Okay. Who do you think it is? Well, I was going to say I was going to back up your Steelers here and say that it, the combination of Ben Lovebell and Antonio Brown is the first time that a team has had a player finish in the top two in passing, rushing, and receiving since the 1965 San Diego Chargers. You, John you, you, Adel, right? Yep. Keith Lincoln. Or Paulo. Paulo and Lance Howard. Yep. Very nice. That's EH. awesome. And not very nice, 
handsome Hank because I don't oh, understand come on. why you would because uh, you insinuated mine was a Homer call there. How would how I'm have to stand up for handsome? What here. case could anybody for, make against handsome I, promotes your I, stuff? I all also the time. would would, uh, would make the case, but I not I mean not strongly. I do like your picks, but there's only Tony one. Romo, Tony Romo, Demarco Murray, and Des Bryant. Correct. That's the only bad. other case I'll hear, and I think. The Packers are, you, you know, there's something you could say about them. Obviously, I think Aaron Rodgers is the best. So, yes, I, but, we've but, heard that story. Yes, but Antonio Brown statistically is easily the best. Like, uh, like Drew Statton points out, Roethlisberger had his best statistical season. You know, the pick total is correct. What was he? Th- I have what Brown as an MVP candidate. Sure. Uh, over Bell and over Roethlisberger. I did it at the power rankings this week. I had him tied for third with J.J. Watt. I mean, how can he not be an MVP candidate? Second most catches in NFL history. Same problem for touchdowns. your Cowboys is that they all split Cannibalize the each other. Yeah, that's why they no one will, none of those guys will rise that high. Didn't we have a stat about the Ravens when they have to? Didn't NFL research oh. uh, do a stat where they throw the ball 30 times, they're like 0-6 or something like that? That's probably true if Am you I remember wrong? it that okay. way. I All right, let's wrong. move on to the Sunday game because Black Tie and the audience apparently is anxious for the Shecky Awards, so we'll we'll get to the Shecky Awards here. But first, the aforementioned Bengals and Indianapolis in the uh, in the dome there in Indianapolis, host of a Super Bowl just a couple of years ago, which ended up being a lot of fun. I I, I think didn't we have a good we yes. have a good meal there, yeah. handsome Hank? On our uh, uh, you know, culinary I tour, I don't know. I don't think our culinary tour began in. It hadn't even commenced yet. How about that? How far hadn't. we've come? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was in New Orleans. We could go there. to St. Elmo's. There it was always a good. That's bet. where everybody it's goes. Fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, there's a good deli there. I think it's called Schwartz's Deli. Either way, the Indianapolis Colts play host to Andy Dalton. Handsome Hank, how say you? I I don't know why because and Andrew Luck is like a, is 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 probably going to win this game, but I'm going to take the Bengals. All right. EH, I'll say you. I'm going to have to throw my red challenge. Yay! The first one of 2015, Drew Stafford. That's exciting. Why do you think so? You know, to me it comes down to that, Andy Dalton versus Andrew Luck. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we saw Alex Smith really step up to the plate last year when he had to. I don't trust Andy Dalton. I still trust Alex Smith more than I do Andy Dalton. You're not alone there, I don't think. Yeah. I, I think the X factor in the game or the key to the game is if Jeremy Hill goes off or not. Right. Mm-hmm. And if he goes yep. off, then that's a different story. But given that it's in Indianapolis and that Andrew Luck has got to be ticked off with the way he's played last month, I know everyone defends him and thinks he's straight Canton bound. Let's be honest. The guy's been a little better than mediocre over the last several weeks. And I think he is ticked off. There about are his certain play. guys, and I know you've been leading the charge on this one. It's sort of like I, you know, I, 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 I feel like I'm taking the crazy pills. To when I point out, yeah, you, you know, look at I'm not bad mouthing Peyton Manning when I point out what he has done in January. That's I'm just looking at the numbers. I'm reading you numbers. I see you catching heat quite a bit in social media and stuff for pointing out. Andrew Luck throws the, throws a lot of bad picks. He's very much like Peyton Manning in that regard early in his career. Remember, Peyton was had a little issue with some pick sixes early in his career. If right. I, you know, I was talking to Heath Evans in the locker room. I know you're a big fan of Heath, and and uh, I told him I said Heath, if I went on Total Access and said Tony Romo is playing at a higher level than Andrew Luck right now, I would get laughed off the stage, and people would hit me up on Twitter. It's true. It's true. I mean, Philip Rivers probably had as good a year. Just because you throw for a lot of yards doesn't mean that you're having an efficient 
or effective right. season. Well, it's super cool, though. I mean, it legitimately, for, for the eyeball tells you that it's it's fun to look at Andy Luck because he runs around so well. He's, he's so rugged. He's, he's I, great, I, but he's I, not I the only, best. I only half joke in the uh, in the revised uh, triplet rankings that are up on NFL.com that the Colts would really be better off if they could replicate Andrew Luck and just put him in there at running back uh, <laughs> based on the options they have. That's true. I mean, he's rugged. He gets around. You know, he, he escapes. He's, he's, he's a hybrid between Roethlisberger and Russell Wilson in that regard, but the fact of the matter is, yeah, he throws, the, he throws a lot right. of bad picks. And I'm counting on the fact that he will do that again on mm-hmm. on Sunday, and that, as you say, if Jeremy Hill can get going, if Gio Bernard can get going, then they can keep him off the field as well. Yeah, right, so I'm going to go with the Bengals. It, it does feel like the matchups... I think the, it's the hardest one to call. Yeah, because, you know, Drake or Patrick is not good... Um, you know the, the 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 Bengals secondary is fallible. Mike Tomlin's intimidated Reggie Nelson, so he got that. <laughs> yeah, going I don't again. know what he's in. Tomlin's in uh, Nelson's head now. Um, all right, let's get to the ultimate one for the wild card weekend here. It makes sense since it is your. It's not just America's team. It's Elliot Harrison's team. In Big D, how say you? I am so glad that Indomitian Sue is playing because I think the Dallas Cowboys still win. <laughs> well, uh, what listen. a setup. <laughs> I'm. I understand why you say that because you want to be a righteous, you know, fan and and say I I want the other team's best. I always want that too, but I also I don't care if the Ravens forfeit the game. Uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> if, the, if the Ravens at this point, I just want them to move on because I I'm so anxious. One, I don't want the Steelers to lose to the Ravens in the postseason because they never have. And two, my yardstick for a successful season this year feels like if they get to mile high and they play Peyton and gauge themselves against one of the two best in the conference and see how they stack up there, then it's a success. Everything after that will be the cherry on top. I hear what you're saying, but I feel like same. you should just be survive this game, however you do it, because if you go up to Seattle, that's interesting. Well, okay, I, I just, you know, for me, it's also a little bit of being a football purist snob. Uh, the Lions' strength has been their front all year. They're used to going out there and manhandling who they play. Uh, I, I want to see Zach Martin go mm-hmm. up against Sue. I mm-hmm. do. Because, you know, I've been saying, hey, Zach Martin deserves to be Rookie of the Year, and I keep hearing that. You can't evaluate offensive line. Well, I think if Zach Martin plays well against Indomitian Sue, I don't think you need to be Brian Baldinger with a clicker. I uh, love what Brian Baldy does. But to understand that, hey, man, maybe this guy's pretty good. Travis Frederick, their center is really good. Really good. Well, it's fascinating. That I, you know, I, like I say, I, you know, if Detroit could steal this game, and it's not impossible, and I, 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 I hesitate to bring this up. Oh, well, you know what? I didn't, I didn't bring up yet. <laughs> I didn't let Handsome, but we started analyzing it. So your pick is? My pick is Dallas. Handsome. My pick is also Dallas. Boo. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I can't bring myself. I haven't seen the Lions yet play this year, play well on offense and defense on the same day. That's very true, and and, and yet they are a legitimate they, football if, team. If it happens, then that this is a fantastic matchup. But, you know, uh, but, the thing that's interesting that we've talked about on a recurring basis is that the Lions have been there. They you know they held on to first place for a, a, a giant portion of, uh, of the season, and yet – the it was it was befuddling that in spite of all that what, what why are Matt Stafford and Calvin Johnson not dominating every week when at least when uh, obviously when Calvin Johnson is out there I wouldn't be stunned if all of a sudden this week is the breakout if he has three if Calvin Johnson could be has three touchdowns I, I mean would, just he, I, I think I would because I think Joe Lombardi their new offensive coordinator or now a year into being their offensive coordinator doesn't clearly doesn't have what it takes to make that happen. 
I I mean, uh, I I guess so. And then the other thing is that I hesitate to bring up Elliot in advance, but it listen like Clayton Kershaw now in October, Peyton Manning in January, Marc Andre Fleury between the pipes in the Stanley Cup playoffs. All those things. It's a valid question now, and you know Tony Romo. He can say whatever he wants. It is in his head. I, I, I hope I get over the hump here. I don't I don't want to hear more could, of that. Could could be. I mean I think he has some some things to lean on, but I wanna just circle back and explain my comment. You don't have to be baldy with a clicker, is that there have been some of my colleagues on NFL now that says you can't evaluate offensive linemen unless you're a coach or whatever. I like, say that all the time. Yeah, well I, I, I don't agree. Uh, you know, I love what Baldy does on the aftermath. I love watching it yeah. when he breaks it down, it's awesome. But I have watched enough of Zach Martin be able to take guys man-on-man. The only guy that's beaten him this year was Fletcher Cox of the Eagles on Thanksgiving night, who just – Fletcher Cox played the best game I've seen a defensive lineman play all freaking year other than J.J. Watt. Um, I just want to see that. And if if Sue beats him, awesome. That's great. But I like the the strength on strength. I like the Cowboys O-line versus the Lions D-line. It really comes down to Matt Stafford to me this game. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's a, a fair – well, you know what? It's two number nines, and I'm fascinated to see and blue how and they white. both do. Yep, I'm fa- – both of those number nines, it's easy to say, well, it comes down to the quarterbacks, but to me, they're uh, fascinating. And, you know, again, you talk about the a raven Steelers shootout, Dez versus Calvin Johnson. That could be a, mm-hmm. a fun angle as well. I'm looking for – I mean, I like most of America. I think the late games on Saturday and Sunday are the juicy ones there, but I'm intrigued to watch that bengals Colts. We can speculate all we want, though, but I want the truth. Yes, lay it on us. Uh, well, as much as I'd like to say, as a former Lions employee, that their defense, which tied an NFL record this year by uh, holding 14 teams under 100 yards rushing, will do it again. Uh, the Matthew Stafford you know, stat that's been getting traction this week about how he's 0-16 on the road against winning teams, um, you know, that's, that's not a fluke. And the only quarterback that has the equal win percentage this postseason is Ryan Lindley, who's 0-0. So it's not good. Uh, also, the Cowboys in December averaged 41.3 points in their wins. Only three teams have ever averaged more points in a calendar month than the Cowboys did in, 2000, in December 2014. Um, it's just a, it's going to be tough, I think. Like, wow. like Hank said, I've, you've yet to see the Lions offense and defense, and it doesn't really make sense because coming into the season, it's the same Lions right. offense. What, you know, what's the deal? I want to talk about this, though. Elliot's going to hate this, but if Tony Romo, what if he throws a bad pick in this game? Then what? Just business as usual come 2015? No, I, you know, I, I, I what don't. if he throws the game away? What if, what if he does like it's a tight game and he throws a bad interception in the last three minutes of the game? We should have asked Mr. Jones that earlier in the That would have been good. In hindsight, you're right. I mean, just answering your question, I think that if he does that, that's no different than what uh, a lot of quarterbacks have done this year, you know, but because it's Tony Romo, it becomes this big deal. Now, if Tony Romo throws four interceptions and is the reason they lose, then I think you have reason to panic. But if he throws an interception in the fourth quarter uh, and everyone jumps on it on Twitter, that just shows how stupid people uh, are. I know mm. what you're saying. You're calling me stupid. That's stupid. <laughs> it's not <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I'm Dave, not having this conversation. Dave, he led the NFL let's in passing. This, I thought he – Wait, let's wow. not do. Let's do this next week. Yeah, yeah that's right. But let's not do it now. <laughs> I hope for Elliot's sake that we don't have that. By the way, two weeks week. from I'd now, like to see we can speak win. to the Roger I just don't think it's really even going to come I'd down like to, to see that, his to be guy. Honest. I don't either. As a matter of fact, I take the Cowboys in this yeah. one. One uh, one interesting take too for the Lions here is that when a top two rushing team plays a top two uh, rushing defense in the playoffs, the defense has come out on top for the last five Ooh. times. That's cool. That's an interesting. What were those uh, four or five last times? Uh, we had it. 
in the 2011 playoffs, the Texans rushing offense versus the Ravens defense. Right. Ravens came out. Yeah, but that was with I've always Yates. said, yeah, well, that was okay, well, that's why I didn't History say just the last time. History would be so different. The Texans should have really won that game. Yes. We ha- were on, talk about on a third-string QB. There, there, there you go. The 3 wild-card playoffs between the Ravens and the Titans. The uh, Titans defense came out on top. That was a super close game. The 2000 Conference Championship, the Raiders and the Ravens. The Ravens came out on top. And then... That was a butt-kicking. Wait a second. The the, the 0-8 Ravens against the... No, the 2000. 2000. I'm saying, but the 0-8 Ravens against the Steelers defense, that wasn't a top-two versus top-two matchup. I'm surprised by that. And then the the one that uh, bucks the trend was the 98 Super Bowl. The Broncos rushing offense Mm -hmm. came out on top of the Falcons rushing defense. All right. That's the end of the Red Challenge flag segment. Let's allow that to basically serve as our pre-show, like they do these days. You know, when you watch the Oscars, they always now do the hour before. By the way, what are you wearing, Drew Statton? Uh, this is Who a, are you wearing? This I is a Christmas is Christmas Gap sweater. Nice. Um, I've got some Brooks Brothers. Kudos to you, uh, because on our side of the table here in Studio 66, we have di- we have dignity. Yeah. On the other side, it's the wild, wild. Yeah, it's West. crazy. Chest hair out. I mean, chest it's disgusting. hair everywhere. You know, a little a little decorum, fellas. These are we're about to jump into the big is, event of the 2014. This is going on the interwebs. That's why we dressed up like this. Okay. All right, so be it. Let your chest hair fly. Let it all hang out because it is time for the 2014 Shecky Awards. Live from New Studio 66 in Culver City, California. This is the 2014 Shecky Awards. And now, your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans and fans of life. It is time to award the best and worst of the past calendar year. We are doing this as close to the drop of the ball in Times Square in New York City. If I had the time, I would give an award to the people who go out in Times Square and sleep over so they can be there about uh, with a, another 100,000 people and watch that ball drop as some of the people who really need to figure out a, a new direction for what, their life What in do you do in that case? What do you do if you need to pee? Well, like, it's 10 minutes it's until... It's a great question. What do you do? I think you find the, the Times Square Elmo and you, you use it appropriately. <laughs> I don't know exactly how you would do that. Well, the times that his suit will soak it up. Um, all right. So welcome to the Shecky Awards. What we really should have done, we should have had uh, our pal Adam Rank do a stand-up set, like do a monologue on the year. That's how they start most award shows, is with a you know a, a monologue that riffs off of the the events of the preceding. Uh, the preceding 365 days. But that's old hat, Dave. Yeah, you're right. You know what? That's a, we're not we're not the same as any other award show. Like I say, movies are covered by the Academy Awards. TV has the Emmys. We take care of everything else. And we'll start off with, uh, uh, first of all, good luck to all the nominees, some of whom are in Studio 66 wow. as we speak. So that could create some discomfort here, excitement. but also some excitement, I would think. Um and uh, I want to say that, uh, well, let's first do some awards that got handed out previously. Your NFL MVP for 2014, Aaron Rodgers. Your NFL Rookie of the Year. I know right out of the, I don't like to be too controversial. A lot of people think it's Odell Beckham. But, of course, it's Football Baby, the baby who mm-hmm. picks football games with frightening accuracy, 30-9 and nine to round out the regular season. Kudos to him and uh, his loved ones. The best uniform in the NFL <laughs> was the San Francisco 49ers. It's a perennial favorite of mine. Elliot, I know that you enjoy a uniform. Yes. That certainly has to rank up there for you. Absolute top five. Uh, the worst uniform, it's a tie. 
It's the Buccaneers and the Jaguars. I don't know what's going on in the Sunshine State, but we got to do something. Go Bucks. When, when the Miami Dolphins have the best uniform in the state, you know something's amiss. Also you know? the best football team in the state. Ooh. Amazingly, <laughs> that is that's grim stuff. Yeah, maybe we should cancel football in uh, in Florida for 2015. The best team, obviously, the Seattle Seahawks. They start 2014 calendar year winning the Super Bowl, and then they go and get the number one seed, um, which didn't look like they were going to be able to do that um, by midseason. But of course, now they are a formidable and uh, prohibitive favorite to get back to the Super Bowl. The worst prediction by Dave Damashek of uh, 2014 for the football season. There, there are a couple of nominees here. Jay Cutler will win the MVP. Mm-hmm. The Saints will get the number one seed in the NFC. The Cowboys will get the first overall um, pick in, <laughs> in uh, next spring's draft, and your winner is the Cowboys coming oh. in, coming, <laughs> coming in last place. I mean, listen, they, they, they won their division. And by the way, a little uh, side note to that one: I also announced that the Eagles, of all the playoff contenders had the surest lock on their division title before the season started. I said, There's a, which of those three bum teams has a shot at knocking off the Eagles? Well, as it turns out, it was the Dallas Cowboys. So, egg on my face, best QB, that, the, the best QB to start a game if the fate of the planet Earth is hanging in the balance without any other specifics provided, what the defense is, what the field conditions are, so on and so forth. Number one, Aaron Rodgers gets that one. Ben Roethlisberger, number two, and believe it or not, Tony Romo at number three. Mm. Who do you want, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady? I don't know. I don't think so. The hardest QB to sack, finally, we talked about this one before. Ben Roethlisberger reigned supreme for a decade. It's now Russell Wilson. The best offensive line, the Dallas Cowboys. The best wide receiver, Antonio Brown. Best running back, Lev Bell. Best defensive lineman, J.J. Watt. The best linebacker, Bobby Wagner. Controversial here, but as soon as he got back, that defense, I don't know if they've allowed a touchdown since. The best defensive back, Darrell Revis. Best coach, I this isn't head coach or assistant, Todd Bowles. Look at what he did. All those guys went out, and Arizona's defense still sublime. The best GM, Jerry Jones. Kudos again. Handsome. You know, you think that's you know, good? If I can get it, no, it's great. If I can get him on the phone, I think you know, kudos <laughs> really for me. Hey, he's been, talk about Tony Romo taking shots over the last many moons. Right. How about Jerry Jones? People have eviscerated him. What you know? You got to get hire somebody who knows what they're doing. All he did was build that offensive line. Hire Rod Marinelli to come in. Scott Linehan to come in on the other side of things. Stayed the course with Jer- with uh, Jason Garrett when many thought, including me, he should have been kicked to the curb. And now they're division champs. Kudos, Jarrah. And I'm sure he's also putting together a pretty good FanDuel.com That's uh, what team. I've heard. You know I've what, heard. man? He started taking shots 20 years ago when a, a Harbaugh situation went down. Almost the exact, exact same situation went down with Jimmy Johnson. It's crazy. The best uh, football podcast Dave Damashek football program. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Congrats. Well, th- oh, that's, that's neat. A, oh, thank you. You don't, yeah. have, you don't have to do that. That's nice, though. That but was yeah. a close race, I heard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, moving into some other items, the best hard candy flavor, cherry. Cherry always wins that one. The best pie, of course, went to, if you listen to the pie off uh, around Thanksgiving, it went to the ladies' Hanzus for their sweet potato pecan pie with bourbon cream sauce. And the best soup from the... You know, commissioner of soup here at the NFL media is uh, is five bean. Five bean won that one. So, all right, black tie. You want to jump into some of these now? Into into some ones that are yet to be settled. Let's do it. And just want to point out again, 
100 episodes after 2013 Shecky Awards, we have the 2014 Shecky Awards. I don't know that why that excites you that, so it's, much. It's, it's a that, only you are interested in. I love it. I know, it. it's, it's very like strange. so amazing. Why doesn't like, wow. Drew ever come with Drew, the stats? That's why I don't. Where Drew would here. cut that out of his stats book. Yeah. He'd be like, that's pointless. Do you want to switch jobs? <laughs> All right, let's get to let's get to the first one that is still up in the air. The best residual cereal milk. The nominees for the best residual cereal milk are Apple Jacks, mm. Cocoa Pebbles, mm. Fruit Loops, and Honey Smacks. Anyone taking a guess here? I mean, it's pretty uh, that's stiff competition yeah, top to bottom. I'm going Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. Off the board there. Yeah. Want to explain exactly what the residual cereal milk is? Well, everybody's had cereal growing up and Some hopefully as a grown-up. Yeah. The, you, when you, you know, when you, you apply the milk to your cereal, then you eat all the cereal down. Now there's the milk left over. But now, if you're lucky, it's been transformed into a delicious version of milk. Sugary, sweet, and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Maybe it's turned chocolate. Maybe it's turned a, uh, a color of uh, the, the assorted colors of the rainbow. I would always pour another half a bowl and use that milk. Never as good though, because then you get more milk flavor than you did. But it, it, it's hand, it's Apple Jacks. Elliot was wrong. All right, False. it's cinnamon toast crunch that I'm shocked didn't even make the list. It's very good. There's no question. I don't that know. That's what, a good I don't one know too. how this Academy votes. All right, here we go. Well, it's a, it's a, for the record. Yeah, I should mention the fact that uh, the, these, with a few exceptions that will be noted throughout, most of these are determined by a committee of one, as the name would indicate. <laughs> The Shecky Awards. <laughs> All right, here you go. I like the, the best. The best residual cereal milk for 2014 is Apple Jacks. Congratulations. Delicious, orange, sweet. Can't be beat. Apple Jacks, your best residual cereal That's milk. That's delicious. You called that one, Drew Statton. Well, you, I'm you, one for one. I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. All right, Black Tie, what do you want to do next here? I get confused by your order here. More food ones here? More food. This is the food category. Best okay. beast to eat. All right, best beast to eat. Yeah, I asked this the one. The nominees so- oh. for the best beast to eat are chicken, cow, crab, salmon, swine, and turkey. Yeah, I asked this question to Jamal Charles about a year or so ago when we went uh, when we got into the sports car and drove around. I think you can still dig up that uh, riveting episode of the sports car. I asked him that, and he went with lion, which was a which was an odd choice. It was an exotic, he has an exotic taste for you know. Was that like comedians in cars getting coffee, but like NFL Network personalities in cars talking about? Yeah, meat? and and I don't know if you're trying to take a shot at me before the record. <laughs> I did start doing that before okay. one Mr. Jerry Seinfeld. I, I, Seinfeld? Think, I think so. Yes. Charges wide receiver Keenan Allen also took Lion. Hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Keenan Allen also went with Lion. Of all the beasts under the sun, they Maybe both went the, the king of the jungle. Maybe that's NFL players that yeah. we don't know. that they, They've got a, a Lion store somewhere. <laughs> they can just go get some fresh Lion every day. Yeah, it's interesting. All right, here we go. But they they didn't get a vote in this uh, category. Only one Dave Damashek. I already know what you best voted. beat to eat. Twenty fourteen. It's gonna be swine. Congratulations, swine! Oh. Indeed, it is the pig. Pork ribs are better than beef ribs. You got bacon, obviously. You got tenderloin. I mean, listen, I love good cow. I love a good steak and a hamburger. I like I like to dip into the sea. The seven seas provide plenty of thing, plenty of good food. I had a lot of good uh, pieces of grilled salmon this year. 
Like I say, crab, very good. Handsome, you and I enjoyed some uh, some king crab legs we in Chicago did. at the Half Shell but the, that, not a month ago. That's all they've got, right? I mean, they've got legs and they've got their back. They can't. Pr- <laughs> there's no bacon coming off a crab. We're talking about the best. Of course, yeah, the, this is at the cost of never getting to eat any other right. beast. If you only get one beast... Go with swine. That's the right choice. Would now be a good time to say I'll be a vegetarian for three years in February. <laughs> I don't like that. Okay. I know. It's my least favorite thing about you. All right, here's a big one. People always look forward to best condiment. The nominees for the best condiment are blue cheese, dark mustard, giardinetta, gravy, and red hot. This is always a fiercely contested category, you know. I I, I, I make no secret. I've got my prediction. Well, I, I make no secret about my affection for condiments. You know, I I don't know what my life would be, where I would be as a as a man without condiments. Life would be really so much more boring. Empty. Yeah, really would be. You yes. know, I mean, you, you yeah, you would still be able to sustain life by eating food. You would do, but but really, the pleasure is right. provided by the condiment to a great degree. Elliot Harrison, you want to weigh in here? I think it's going to be dark mustard. That's my prediction. Well, you know what? There are a lot of, uh, you know, I'm not somebody who is, uh, I like to, I don't want to get up on Mount Pius about it, but I like those uh, muckety mucks in uh, our nation's capital who can be swayed by lobbyists. Damashek does not. I, I, I refuse to be. Now, I do have a degree from the Mustard Institute. That's This is true, too. I do have my doctorate from in, in mustard from the Mustard Institute um, in Wisconsin. And so also, many layers to Dave that yeah. we just don't know. Also, I was reared on the uh, banks of the... Thank you, A.J. Hawk. We may hear from you later today. Um, I will say that uh, you know I grew up on the banks of the Three Rivers in the shadow of the Heinz factory. So, of course, I like my ketchup. I had my run with Jardinera. I like a lot of different kinds of condiments. I think I've made that clear. The best one for 2014. Gravy! I didn't see that Whoa. coming. Wow. Let me tell you something. I sat down for my Thanksgiving dinner, and I've been touting stuffing. You know that. I, I've been pushing for stuffing to be added to every menu Across in these America. United States, yeah. 365 days a year. And I, as I was enjoying it and sharing with uh, the people who were lucky enough to be seated at the same table on Thanksgiving, I was raving about stuffing and turkey and the, the mashed potatoes. And then I realized, you know what brings them all together? is that I've got gravy on all of them. Then, a couple days later, I threw some of the cold turkey into the microwave. You know, then I thought, hmm, you know what? I'm going to throw a little bit of the gravy in there with it. I mean, it was a completely different it was a completely different sandwich. Completely different. Gravy. Here's to you for what all you do. You've been slept on a little too long. That's been rectified at least uh, here and now. Here and now. <laughs> I thought I, 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 black tie Andrew Staten both looked like they had something right. to contribute there, and as but it no, turned out, they didn't. No, I, 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 what's I, more to be said? No, I'll chime in and let you know that uh, mushroom gravy not nearly as good. No, 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 no you gotta, it wouldn't be. Gotta go with the beef gravy. All right, here we go now. It's time for handsome Hank to hand out a Shecky Award or a hanky. Well, well, thank you, Dave. Yes, I, have, I didn't throw any hankies this season, so I thought mm-hmm. I would, uh, I would throw, give a hanky award. So I was going to rank um, the around the NFL members. Ooh, but that'd it, be fun. It, I just couldn't split. They all came fifth, so I, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't split. Them. 
<laughs> so instead, I wanted to keep with the food, and I, as you know, I'm a big fan of the crisp, or as um, America insists, the chip, which mm-hmm. is actually the name of a French fry, but let's not get into that. So I wanted to rank the five best chip crisp flavors of 2014. Ooh. And the nominees are... Prawn Cocktail. Boo. That one grossed me out. Ranch Raccoon. (laughs) (laughs) Name says it all. Frazzles, a bacon flavor. Mm. Pickled Onion. That sounds sounds all right. No. no, Salt and Pepper. Oh, that sounds excellent. The winner. Yeah. All right. Here we go. All right. Let's get the envelope. It's Pickled Onion. I, you know what? How about that, Drew Stad? Wow, I did I, not see that coming. I thought it was going to come down to one of the, I mean, easy to say, one of those last three there. My personal choice, I really like the bacon flavor. Right. I, it really... Uh, the rashes as well, that helps. If to, to be able to visualize it, a, a chip that's made in to look like a rasher, I, mm-hmm. I think that really helps. I don't know what that means. No one knows what that a is. A rasher of bacon. A slice uh, of bacon. I don't know, that's, uh, what, that's what I would call it. A rasher of bacon. A rasher of bacon. I'm educating and, I like and, that. and I, entertaining. Salt and pepper generally is is a strong one. But it's a course, daily. It's a daily staple. Yeah. But, you you know, sometimes you've got to go out, you know, really push the envelope, go outside gotcha. of your field of comfort. I go, you know, if I have to choose chip flavor, day in, day out, salt and vinegar. That's good for day in, day out. But yeah. it's not, not going to really you know get you out of bed it also works as a condiment if you crush yes. it up and put it into the sandwich i, I think we can mm-hmm. we can uh you know open our minds a little bit and see it as a condiment as well as a uh, as a side dish all right black tie where are we going now now this is the uh pop culture category black tie put them into cat into group into sub groups mm-hmm. he I, loves grouping things yes like apparently so so all right let's get to best tv show i watched the nominees for the best TV show are Fargo, Key and Peele, mm, funny. The Nick, also Nathan funny. for You, and True Detective. Oh, I know. Uh, this comes down to two. Hold the phone. Guys. Hold the this phone. I know. Black Tie's very upset. Game of Thrones is not on this mm. list. No. How is that it possible? Wouldn't be, it wouldn't be because I, I'm making a prediction here. It, it clearly came down to The Nick. And True Detective. This is it's this a two-horse race. <laughs> it's not a two-horse race. Can't it's a one-horse race. But there are other horses involved in the race. I think I know which one wins. Well, you know, Black Tie makes a good point, and you know what? I, you know, no jive. I don't like to jive people, and uh, I won't jive you even on the the Shecky Awards. Game you. of Thrones. I, I swear, I feel like it's been so long since I've seen it. I really didn't even know it was <laughs> well, in also, 2014, it it, and I didn't look it up to see if it was if it did bleed into the calendar year. Until Tiny Tyrion shot his dad with a whoa! whoa spoiler spoiler alert. alert! Whoa! Oh come whoa. on! This was like whoa. eight months ago. Until Tiny Tyrion shot his dad on the on the lavatory. The, the the season didn't really go anywhere. Oh wow! Uh, so so, uh, so I, I some actual critiquing here. Just remember one thing, Shaq. The Lannisters always pay their debts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like being threatened by Black Tie in Culver City right. for, on behalf of the Lannisters. But all right, let's get to it here. Fargo, Key, and Bethesda. You show you can see the range, and of course these are shows I've watched. I you know I can't really weigh in on. Uh, State of Affairs or whatever when I haven't right. seen, when I haven't seen it. Property Brothers. Yeah, right, exactly. Maybe those are great, but they, they are moot in my book. All right, your winner. Best TV show I watched in 2014. I don't believe it. It's Fargo. 
Fargo was uh, terrific. What a spellbinding show. Tip of the hat to the Nick. Excellent stuff. True Detective, my favorite TV show of all time. True Detective was my favorite TV show. I Listen, well, controversy <laughs> is no stranger so to the know, Did you hear what the category was? The category. <laughs> Let me say, I loved it. Except for the last episode. The last episode ruined it. Don't, don't it. tell me <laughs> don't spoil anything. They like spoiled seven. it. They don't. spoiled it with their last episode. It was the best show I've ever seen. I've never in my days been so captivated by a TV show as I was that one. Handsome knows that. I mean, I, I just went crazy We for talked it. about it for months. I, I, I've never been one of those guys who goes back and watches an episode again, right? I watched every episode of True Detective obsessively five six eight times each every week i loved it and then the last episode was just so bad well, funnily enough i went we uh you remember there was a thursday night football game where the dolphins played against the bills i watched it at the host at the home of, of dan hansis he was mm -hmm. my host for that night we we had a good time we got excited the dolphins won we ate we drank we made merry about 11 o'clock at night we said well what should we do next we sat down and watched the last episode of of true detective again Wow. You know why it was hard for uh, hard for Fargo to blow their final episode is because there was already a movie made, and they just had to follow the script. That was the genius of it, Drew Statton. It wasn't the same exact group of people. That was a, it was an extension. Okay. I didn't know what the show was going to be, and by the end of episode two, I was all in and stayed that way for. I knew the exactly what the show was going to be. There was already a movie. <laughs> that was a different story okay. set in the same basic environs. You know. Okay. All right. Sure. Go back and watch. You don't know. You don't tell me. I, this you're you're rookie of the you're year. Right, these are the Shekies. Your rookie of the year chances are <laughs> dropping by the second. <laughs> All right. Next one is best movie I watched in 2014. The nominees for the best movie Sheck watched this year are Blue Jasmine, Empire Strikes Back, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Her and the trip. Yeah, I finally watched the entire trip. Mm -hmm. This is the movie with uh, what are the two guys' names? Steve Coogan Steve and, Coogan, and the other guy. Okay. Yeah, the other guy. Um, he was great. Uh, it's a road trip movie. That There's a new one, by the way. I know. I haven't seen it yet, I but think it's, it's hysterical. Though it's my, it's one of my very favorite clips in my life is when the two guys and they're playing themselves. It's a, it's sort of like a. Curb your enthusiasm, you know, right. that, that they're it's loosely outlined that they're on a road trip and they just have real conversations and improvise most of it. But they do a, uh, a Michael Caine off. They do their they exchange Michael Caine impressions. And it's uh, one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. That was terrific. Woody Allen. Good. You know, and by the way, obviously, if you couldn't tell, these aren't movies mm -hmm. that came out necessarily. Guardians of the Galaxy, though. Very strong. I haven't made my way through all the movies that I've got yet for 2014. I have all the screeners. I didn't see them, so I can't really vote for them right now. Her is the best movie of the last two years in my book, and then Empire Strikes Back is a great one. So let's get to it then. The best movie I watched this past year. And the winner is... I don't believe it. A second straight year. Empire Strikes Back. Congratulations. 
Luke, I'm not your father, but I'm a big, big fan of your work. Yours I, too, Solo. I'm intrigued, Dave. When do you, because it's been on every year that I've been a part of this, yeah. and as I mentioned earlier, that's three years now. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been on the list. When do you watch Empire Strikes Back? What, what calls you to watch Empire Strikes Back maybe on a Saturday afternoon in March? It's interesting. You know, uh, it, it's one of those things that it calls to me. I yes. don't decide. I don't make the decision. Clearly. Clearly. Yeah, it's not It's not something I, I that I do. You know, today's a good day. No, no, it just calls to me. Right. And, and, I, and, and I obey. Yes. You know, it's almost like, you know, in, in uh, the first Star Wars, New Hope, you know, Kenobi, when they go into the little, uh, into the Tatooine little town there, and, you know, he works his mind game on the Stormtrooper. These aren't the droids you're looking for. I, some, I, there must be a Jedi that I'm not seeing at the, uh, uh, saying to me, it's time to watch suddenly Empire Strikes you, Back. Oh, the, the, the words it's time to watch Empire screen. Strikes Back. You know, There's an I don't inherent even know. advantage that Empire has over the other movies, even though it's, it's bookended, so there's no beginning and end, really. The start of the movie is just better than yeah. Star Wars Return. I mean, starting on Ice Planet Hoth yeah. is just yeah. genius. Yeah, Hoth is terrific. And also, this is where Solo is at his very best. Yes. You know, that's, when he, that's when he's got Moxie. He's got Swagger. He's I like, know. He's a, yeah, that's right. It's, a, you know, Brando in Streetcar, Damashek in the 21st century, <laughs> Solo up in the Falcon, you know, flying around in on the Ice Planet Hoth. That's the wrap it up music. Oh. To the next one. Oh. Uh, wow. Wow. You're being walked off stage All by right. two you know, I don't beautiful know, women. I don't know if I've seen five movies this year. I'm just going to throw that out. <laughs> you and Black Tie should hang out. All right, let's get to the next one. What's our next category here, uh, Black Tie? You want to do... Oh, it's time for Elliot Harrison to do one. It's Ooh. time for the first ever Smelliot. I'd call it a Smelly. Okay, <laughs> here's time for a Smelly. <laughs> I have the top five uniform matchups. <clears throat> I like it. And this. the nominees are Chiefs White versus Raiders Black, of course, when they play mm -hmm. in Oakland. Jets White versus Colts Blue when they play in Indy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cowboys Blue versus Redskins White, even though we were robbed of that. Gold in pants or, or the, or the uh, dark reds? Either or. Oh. 49ers White. Versus Rams throwback yellow and blue, which we saw on Monday Night Football this mm -hmm. year. Very strong. Steelers black versus Cowboys white. Wow. I mean, that's a, a murderer's wow. row you put together there. I, I think you know my vote. I, I, I made this announcement earlier in the year. Any uh, predictions? I'm going to go with the, the Jets Colts. Now, too much white. Too much white. Uh, but it's the hints. There's it's not a, about the main thing. It's about the things you know that you see around them. There's only one combination there that had to be silver and black, and that's who's going to take this one home. I think that is a strong favorite. Let's uh, let's find out. Good luck to everybody. The smelly. And the winner for the 2014 smelly for best uniform matchup is. Cowboys navy blue versus Redskins white. Mm. All right, all right. It's a clear nod to infinite DVR, pure greatness. Strong. My my personal favorite is the Kansas City Chiefs, as long as they're wearing their red dungarees at the Oakland Raiders. That to me is the uh, is the juiciest of them all. But Jets at Raiders also very strong. Steelers at Raiders. Very good. But we you just got a, to take in here. we just got to take in the Cowboys at RFK in its full glory and uh, I mean for this year it was just too much to stop. Yeah, terrific. That's uh, what the voters picked. I didn't that was not my my choice right. was actually Jets White Colts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to it now. Another big one here. 
the best former football playing guest. The nominees for the best former football playing guest are Bucky Brooks, LaDainian Tomlinson, Mike Robinson, Nate Burleson, Ross Tucker, and Willie McGinnis. Wow. I mean, really, how that do you make a choice like there? like a pro football Hall of Fame of podcasting. I would not want to have to make a choice on this. I'm category. going with the dark no, category you would, right here. Dave. No. You're going to have to. I think the underestimated one here is Mike Robinson, and I think he could take this. Mike Robinson is delightful. Um, yeah, he's a Super Bowl champion. He visited us within days after claiming that uh, that uh, Lombardi title. You're not starting anymore? Man, you should be starting. Teaching us how you play head games with your foes. You say that out onto the field of the foes. It gets in their head. You're right. I should be starting. He's distracted the rest of the game. You're not starting anymore? Man, you should be starting. Bucky Brooks, always solid with his analysis. He's a college football expert. He tells us who is going to move from the college ranks and do it well. At the pro level, he breaks down what he's seeing week after week. He's terrific. Ladanian, a delightful man. We like to talk NBA ball with him, as a matter of fact, when he joins us here. But he's always uh, full of laughs. Nate Burleson, speaking of a guy full of laughs and, uh, and insight, he's been a real gem. I've named him. NFL media, not to be confused with the DDFP Rookie of the Year, but the NFL media Rookie of the Year, surely is Nate Burleson since he hung up the cleats in favor yeah, of I'm them. in the mix. I'm doing my thing in Studio 66. That's also uh, one musical number for the show. Willie McGinnis, of course, another of our favorites here, an arch rival. It made me, to know Willie McGinnis has made me a better human being because it allowed me to embrace emotionally not physically yet we have, Willie and I have not embraced physically but emotionally um the you know that I could enjoy a New England Patriot you know Patriot who has dashed the hopes and dreams of my Steelers on more than one occasion and like I say it's made me a better person um and then lastly the only outsider to the NFL media group handsome you introduced us a little more than a year ago Ross Tucker of the Ross Tucker uh, football podcast and beyond. He's a delight and another guy who shared some great gems with us about how Tom Brady can chug beer like no one else he's ever seen before. Not just a great football player, but also a great chugger of booze. So listen, these people are all terrific. Let's get to it. The best former football playing guest on the DDFP. All due respect to everybody else. It's Nate Burleson. He's been terrific since he joined us here, starting in the summertime. He's rapped. He's wept. He's laughed. Well, we did aside yeah, from I'm the, in the mix. I'm doing my thing in Studio 66. There was no weeping. But outside of that, though, we've had a great time with uh, Nate since he got here. And congratulations to all the nominees there. Perhaps the toughest call we have to make uh, in the Shecky Awards each and every year. All right, Black Tie, what's our next one? Up next, we're going with uh, best football playing guests. This mm. is a tough one. Yeah, I, I announced the other day on Twitter that it really would be jive to introduce another name into this group. It is an iron trio. 
I, I think all three were nominees a year ago, Black Tie. They're back again, and really no one really rose. We had some great conversations with Michael X. Bennett and with Martellus Bennett. Who else, Black Tie? Shout out to a few people that were that were a lot of fun. Bishop Sankey. Ryan was Kerrigan Ryan was Kerrigan. great. You sang with him. He yes. was awesome. Tory Smith, Tory Smith was, a, was a lot of fun. Yeah, we had, we had great times talking to... Josh Gordon was uh, mm-hmm. was a lot of fun when Gio we came with him. Yep, Geo. Kaepernick. Yep. We spoke um, to my main man Russell as well, but quarterback speak the whole time. So. Yeah, it was quarter. Yeah, you're right. Alex Smith. Better body language. Than you had Peyton Manning that interview with Peyton. No, oh, no he wait, canceled that. that. Happen, he canceled it? that. <laughs> but we did talk with number seven, Big Ben Roethlisberger. That That's was fun. Right. What was neat about that was uh, is was was that he what you what you could extract from that, and I don't know the guy because I talked to him for ten minutes. But what you could uh, what you could glean from that was that he does in fact, and almost all the great ones do, has a chip on his shoulder about where he is in the hierarchy of quarterbacks in this era. When you ask him about it, what do you think when you hear the names Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and Drew Brees? I'm telling you something. before You can't play me off before I give the award. First in history. Roethlisberger was, you can tell that he feels that he will be greater there will be greater appreciation once he hangs it up and you get 10 years away from his career you can tell that he's a little raw i'm not saying that he's you know that that that, uh, he feels outwardly disrespected or anything but the but to some degree you 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 can tell that 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 he's looking around like hey uh, everybody knows i'm the only guy who's won two super bowls in the last decade here and i'm the only guy or besides eli manning i guess i've been to three super bowls at least and um and I also like the fact that he and I lined up on what his greatest postseason playoff was in Mile High City in the AFC title game back in whatever that was, 2006. Um, maybe he'll get another chance in about a week now. He has to he has to vault past those. Don't uh, make ball me hit it again, Shaq. Can we get some? Don't. Nominees? I'm doing. It. I'm just telling a story. I got distracted. I, I also want to. Story's dis- longer than the interview was at this point. <laughs> <laughs> true. True. All right. I just was trying to give shout outs to the people who didn't make it. The Iron Trio. Best football playing guest for 2014. The nominees for the best football playing guest are A.J. Hawk. I like him. Terrence Newman. Ooh, I like him. And Ike Taylor. Ooh, I like him. Earthquake. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, all three great. A.J. Hawk, always there. We've pushed him to change his name officially to Hawk. I know it's in the late stages of his career to change your persona, but I think he he would... you know, soar through the roof in terms of marketing opportunities if he just dropped the AJ. And I learned from the best, Mr. Dave Damashek. Yeah, well, see, that's uh, and he's uh, got his great podcast uh, going now, so make sure you look for that one. Always fun to talk with Hawk. Then again, Terrence Newman. Is that an English accent that I heard? Yes, he, he, he loves handsome. He gets extra points for when we get him. And he starts to ask after people who aren't here. He's like, where's Handsome Hank? I want to talk to Handsome Hank. That's, that shows he cares. Right. It shows he cares about uh, you. He asks after Black Tie always. He gives Black Tie the business all the time, every time he calls in. And, uh, and again, he also gets over the fact that he's a Cincinnati Bengal. I, you know, he's a, a natural rival of mine, and yet I enjoy him. So high marks to him. And then lastly, the other side of that uh, equation Ike Taylor, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Man, you know, the poop is these Samoan cookies. Yeah, he likes Samoan cookies. <laughs> he does love yeah. Samoan cookies. Yeah, he, he agreed with me on that yeah. one, didn't he? he call also, me whatever you want to call me, just don't call me collect. 
uh, he likes to be called Swagga, yeah. and he likes to be called Sway. Um, he and I went outside and we played. Uh, we played. I, I tried to because he didn't have a great 2013 season, so I thought to get his head right, mentally right. You know, I took him outside last summer and did free throws with him. I had a free throw contest with him, assuming he would he would destroy me, and therefore he would feel better about himself going into training camp. And you know, but no jive. I can't. I'm not going to intentionally miss the shots, and I ended up humiliating him and I don't feel good about that either way let's get to it now the Shecky award for best football playing guest of 2014 congratulations to my man Sway Ike Taylor you are the best football playing guest of 2014 of course no slight to Mr. Newman or Hawk both terrific again this year Hawk always there for us. We wish his Buckeyes well in the in the semifinal of the final four I don't here. Agree with this well, pick. You do. Ike, t- what's that? You wish them well. I do wish. Them yeah, well. you said we. I just want I just want to be clear that you wish them well. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. I think Terrence Newman really deserved this award. I'd really like to hear what he had to say about when he got called to play for the Cowboys. That's what oh. I'd really like to hear. Yeah, but. well, do we have do we have any of that sound? Because Terrence Newman and Elliot Harrison doing their dueling Jerry Joneses is spellbinding stuff. I just uh, he's fantastic. I yeah. don't know how that could possibly be the, when Ike oh. Taylor told us he came to visit us That's on correct. the day after this an, is, earth, I was an just earthquake say. or the morning after an earthquake had happened the night before, and his description. A guy of from and by the way, a guy from the Bayou who went to uh who lives in Pittsburgh and has for many moons now of course he'd never experienced an earthquake i thought this must be a once in a lifetime weird event and we were hours removed from it and yeah he uh, he he what he was doing while the earthquake was happening um certainly changed his uh, his experience i wish we had the clip of that black tide do we have that clip of him uh, explaining what was happening when he was when i i asked him a- about the earthquake oh we do black tide okay good let's hear it and then the night is punctuated by an earthquake. Where were you? You were, did it wake you up? I was earthquaking at the time doing an earthquake. Oh, oh. my! <laughs> <laughs> Swagga just broke yeah. out a little boogie from his seat there. That was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, you can hear that. I I was confused for a minute. He was earthquaking. Hmm. Yes. You got that though. Right? I understood what he meant. I, you should have put. We should have. In, I, I feel bad that you had to hear. You should. You're too young to hear that. You're right. Kind of a story. Right. You should have had your fingers in Sorry. your ears for that one. Well, yeah. what's done is done. You learned something new about uh, number 24 Swagga. Congratulations to all those guys, and thanks to uh, to uh, for always being on the show and in the middle of football season. You know what, Black Tie? We got to get uh, Sway on the phone as soon as possible to congratulate him one-on-one. He's preparing for a football game, so we don't want to hassle him too much right now. But maybe after a victory over those bald birdies and in front of a trip out to the Maya High City, we can track down number 24. All right, what's next here, Black Tie? What do we want to do? Up next, we got the uh, probably the most anticipated one of the of the show, the best DDFP regular guest. Oh yeah! Oh, right. this is one of those ones that is not uh, handled by me. This is a fan voted award. I don't want that responsibility on my head to, <laughs> to have to make eye contact out? with any of these guys. <laughs> this is the best non-football playing regular guest of 2014. The nominees for. The best DDFP regular are Marcus Grant, Dan Empty Hanzus, eh. 
Elliot, Smelliot, Harrison, Daniel Jeremiah. He's good. And Chris Wessling. Wow, some esteemed oh. company wow. right there. Are you nervous? Wait, did smelly it? Did you uh, stop it too early? Yeah, they, I think there were two missing. <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah, we'll get we'll get to uh, we'll get to that. I just first of all told you that you are not a, handsome. You are not a, considered a guest at this oh, point. So but I this is this was a regular. So I won't need my acceptance speech. <laughs> which, okay, that's no, I listen. That's yeah. That there's no. Uh, I'm not red in the face like about five that. Words on it. You're a rookie. Don't you understand? I, no, I, I'm speaking up for Hank. He's not a guest. He's, he's a on regular. the show every time. Yeah. Every show all we right. do, he's we'll on. be turning up next I just year. read his speech. He <laughs> it was, was all about Dave as well. It was all about how much I owe him. Why did we extend Joe Philbin? That's all it says. All right. This is, you know, always create some raw feelings for people here. And not surprisingly, a couple of the around the NFL guys weren't nominated this year. You know, Chris Wessling and Dan Hanzoos were. Mark Sessler and Greg Rosenthal were not. I imagine the reason for that is is that because they had a combined one uh, combined We looked at Kevin two Patra. We uh they were only on for they were they were each only on one episode over right. the entire year. You right. know we were Zeus was on a number of times, Wessling was on a number of times. But Daniel Jeremiah always uh always strong and uh, a noodle arm. Yeah, and you know, there's there's uh there's smelly it of course as well. So let's get to it then. Always on time. Yeah, that that is definitely a knock against him, I'm sure. I'm glad I didn't have to vote on that. You were late more than <laughs> me. All right, let's get to it. The award for the best non-football playing regular guest on the DDFP in 2014 is... Will you look at it here? This was a fan-voted one. Elliot Smelliot. Wow. Harris. Wow. As last year's award say winner, so. I just want to congratulate you. deserved it last year. You deserve it Over this year. me. Uh, I, don't, I don't really don't have a lot to say why, other than what Hank do was going to say. Do you want to borrow my speech? I do. I do. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <Whoa. Anybody>? Quick <laughs> hook. I he wanted, didn't even get the speech. I just want to say thanks to everyone who voted me in. And Why did we extend Joe <laughs> Philbin? There. Hey. Black tie. That's a legitimate vote. Elliot Harrison with an astounding percentage of the vote, right? Flat out. It was a uh, surprise me. Nothing against you, EA. Put it on the board. That's a About spear in the back from 400 65% yards. 65% went EH. How many? 65%. I didn't see this tweet. 65% of the vote yeah. went to Elliot Harrison? That's correct. Well, <laughs> wow, He's in the room with us, Dave. <laughs> what a stamp of approval <laughs> that is. There were four <laughs> other names. How they, they, they combined for 35%? Stun- stunishing. Well, That's what it was. What can you say? Well, congratulations. Sorry, That's guys. terrific. It's probably all the disagreements Hanks, Hank and I had on the Red Challenge flag segments. I think we now were you about should, 8% of the I'd time. I'd like you to apologize for calling me stupid uh, 15 minutes ago. <laughs> I, I take that one back. Yeah, you should. Now listen. You now know there's a little bit extra on your check uh, after the show. My check. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that, my that's, check. that's how he rewards us. Yeah, yeah, I know. Out of my own pocket. Yeah. All right. Now let's uh, get to best Dave Damashek football program rookie. And oh, that's the, a big one. Yeah, the nominees for that one are, I have them uh, here. Let me uh, make sure I don't leave any names off of this one. The Rookie of the Year. The nominees are Drew Statton. And the nominees are Drew Statton. Hmm. Dan Helley. Smooth. Nate Burleson. Football baby. (laughs) 
Wow. Tough competition. The winner of the Rookie of the Year on the DDFP is... Who do you think it is? Wow. <laughs> you want to you want the award over a, over a five month old? God. Shame on you! Not just any five month old, a genius five month old. He's thirty and nine. Come what on, you, you didn't even bring numbers, and your job is to bring stats. <laughs> You're right. You think you deserve the award? Come on. You know you'll never be a rookie again either. <sighs> One and done. Let's yep. see what you can do in 2015. You might make it to the big leagues. You can challenge well, Melly at Harris. Your stats well, don't turn right up too now. often, though. Don't turn <laughs> up too often, otherwise you won't be eligible as long for an, uh, the best guest award. <laughs> you know, as long as in 2032 you can promise me that this year's Rookie of the Year will be wearing the winged helmet for Jim oh, Harbaugh right. Yeah, right, right, right. when he's 68 years old. <laughs> I feel like Drew is stashing a lot of flack right now. You're not off to a great start. You made it almost the whole episode without a pun. <laughs> yeah, almost. We can There's start. the bad statitude we <laughs> yes. like. Keep up more of that, and then you're going to be okay. looking good in, uh, in uh, 365 days from this very moment. All right, only a couple more to get through here. We have to it's get to... It's almost 2016 at this I point. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for Drew Statton's award. Oh, Get an award. I mean, I, w- I was planning on. I was planning on really, <laughs> really high energy coming off of my award, but no. Woo! All right, my category is best NFL personality in a subway commercial. Ooh. And the nominees are Justin Tuck, mm-hmm. Anthony Barr, <laughs> Robert Griffin III, <laughs> and Jay Glazer. <laughs> wow. I think I know who wins Some this one. Names. Fantastic four, mm-hmm. indeed. Think about who's giving the award. That should this was a, in. This was a close race. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. a close way, race, except it wasn't. Except Anthony Barr came away with the award. Wow! <laughs> Anthony Barr. Yeah. Nice, nice change there. Uh-huh. Had no high idea he was in a the, subway the award. See, Justin Tuck has won this award the last five years. Right. And so I felt like, you know, Anthony Barr. No love for the glaze? No snaps played, and he landed a subway commercial? That's incredible. I, I wonder if Subway's the, executives, the marketing executives, are like, well, we don't really watch football. Like, Jay, <laughs> Jay just bring whoever. You know, bring bring the biggest stars in the game. Oh, I got it. I got yeah. it for you. I got you, Anthony Barr. <laughs> I think Cole Beasley is going to be featured next year. <laughs> I hope so. Um, all right, let's get to the Blonde last Rambo. few here. And, uh, you know, the, oh, the Sonic Award black tie you want to get Sonic to right Award. now? The Sonic Award, of course, is now, this is its... Seventh year, I believe. Uh, they, That's right. I, I think it's the seventh year of the Sonic Award. It started back in the calendar year that the Seattle sea, uh, Sonics left Seattle. One year into Kevin Durant's sublime NBA career, he so they leave town. They lose their NBA team. The, at the time, the Seahawks were not a world champion, so the one team that they had that was a champion abandoned the state. Washington and Washington State combined to win one game, that one win was when I think Washington beat Wazoo or vice versa. The Mariners stunk, and they were supposed to be great that year. The Seahawks missed the playoffs, I'm pretty sure. Um, the I think that was the year after the Super Bowl loss to the Steelers, and I don't know what else I'm forgetting, but I think that makes the case. That was a, the darkest year for a sports town's fan base that I had ever seen, ergo the Sonic Award was created since then. Cleveland won it back-to-back years. Washington, D.C. won it once. Pittsburgh won uh, won it once. It's really not winning. Um, And last year, New York City, so let's get to it, 
The nominees for the 2014 Sonic Award are... The nominees for the Sonic Award are... Atlanta, Chicago, Houston, Miami, and Philadelphia. Falcons stink. They don't have a coach anymore as a result of it. The Braves didn't make the playoffs. That's a disappointment. They don't have a hockey team anymore. And the Hawks, nobody goes and sees, even though they have some decent talent there. Georgia, the bigger uh, college football program over Georgia Tech there, an hour away was, again, disappointing in the SEC. Although they were good, they were not great. Chicago is interesting. Derrick Rose, that whole thing. The Blackhawks, it's, again... It's the philosophical debate in the Sheck, in the uh, Sonic Award, which is, are you better off, would you rather be a fan of a team that just goes, you know, that, that wins one out of four games, or if you have a certain expectation for that team, as a Chicago Blackhawks fan does, which is, we get the Stanley Cup or it's a bust of a season. Well, this team didn't get to the finals, so we say that, that that's a bust for the Hawks. The Bears, of course, a complete embarrassment, and the two local baseball teams stunk. The Houston uh, situation, the Rockets should have been better than what they were. The Texans should have been better than what they were. The Astros are a joke. At Miami, really bad. They lose LeBron James. They do, you know, they obviously they get to the finals, but they lose LeBron um, Dolphins, I'm sorry, handsome. The Marlins and uh, the Florida Panthers are irrelevant, as is sadly the U also is, mm-hmm. is not very good. I like what Stephen Ross here couldn't couldn't get his team to win a Super Bowl, wasn't able to bring a Super Bowl to be played in Miami. But then I think he's going to grab this because he's threw the towel in on 2015 as well. By <laughs> I thought the Texans were pretty good. Yeah, they were. In, they were an interesting story. They, I mean, they were fine, but the Judavian Clowney injury. Okay. And then Philadelphia, the Phillies were a non-factor. The Eagles, again, fi- felled by expectation. This was a team that was supposed to contend for a Super Bowl. They didn't even get into the postseason. The uh, the Flyers missed the postseason. They were always in the playoffs for my entire life until until now. And then the Sixers, two straight years of intentionally tanking. So let's give it right now. The Sonic Award for 2014, the award no one ever wants to win, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It gives me pleasure to give that one, too. I like that. I don't mind. So the, no. any, anybody, anything that uh, that takes a shot at the Flyers. There are your awards. Um, black tie. All right, we have only two awards left to give out here. Black tie, it's your time. All right, guys, this is it. This is the best quarterback body language for 24 exciting teams. I thought it was going to be the best movie Black Tie hadn't seen <laughs> then, that's a mind bending yeah. <laughs> too, too much to fathom All right. that would be fun though for Black yeah. Tie to name the best the movie best he movie didn't he hasn't see. actually ever seen <laughs> let's just stick to quarterback body language for now All right. and the nominees are Philip Rivers guy you hate to play against but love to play with it's obvious this is a shocking one Cam Newton. And again, if we had a most improved body language category, he'd probably win it, but we only have one category for now. I like that one. We should, you know, Watch him with the kids. He com- you know, he's yeah, a, he's a it's, lot it's a lot better this year, not as pouty. Uh, his teammates love him more. You saw, you know, in the with in the fight against I guess the Saints, his teammates came to his aid ASAP, and that's the big thing about body language. How much do your teammates like you? So he's improved a lot. Up next, Russell Wilson, of course. I mean, just look at the guy. He's quarterback made, quarterback ready, all that good stuff. Not a great interview, though. 
Shocking oh, next wow. one. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, Russell. Are you going to be calling in again? <laughs> yeah. Scratch him off next year's list. Up next, Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. Before those Russell Wilson, there was Colt McCoy. And this is a guy who believes in himself. He walks around I like, like he that believes one. in himself. However, he's a short on talent, unlike Russell Wilson, who does have the talent. But it's Colt very McCoy, strange that almost definitely. all these nominees are getting shots on the way out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, I'm just, just giving a little background there. The right. last up is Andrew Luck. We all saw his sound effects with this guy even thanking te- like opponents. Not only has he gotten his teammates to follow him and like him, he's got an opponent to also follow him like him. So even I like, you, you know what? He's him. somebody I didn't mention when we were doing best football playing guest. Andrew Luck was a lot of fun to talk to. I, I asked if I could shave him. He's still considering it. <laughs> <laughs> I right. also asked him if he believes in luck, which is a inter- mm-hmm. interesting question, which he said he's never been asked, which is bizarre. Really? And and what's his philosophy about luck and what role he plays? Yeah. All right, go ahead, do your thing. I thought that was an interesting, uh, yeah, yeah. interesting it was. thing. All right, so the winner is. I'm going to go ahead. It's a shocker, guys. I'm going to give it to Cam Newton, who again well, I like it. most I like it. improved I like it this year. I like that. And uh, so shout out to Cam. He got a lot. He got maligned a lot for his first few years. So shout out to Cam. Pretty for used the word maligned. I like it because, yeah, right. I've, I've been saying that. I hope blind. that that ship Much is blind. finally sailed. And, by the way, I hope everybody's embarrassed, all the people who ascended up to Mount Pius because he put a towel over his head after a game or two a couple of years ago. <laughs> Which he does, that, by the way, as a nod to Michael Jordan. He used to do the same thing. Oh, was that, I never knew that. Yeah. I just, I was, I, at the time, I said it was ridiculous. I he have, tucks it in. He doesn't just put it in. I've been steadfast in saying it's ridiculous, and I've even insinuated that maybe it has to do with the color of his skin, that he is – for some reason, he's not hes not a leader of men. Based on what? He's been dominant, and he's now won two straight divisions. So I hope that, He was uh, pouty, but he's improved that. Yeah, well, so. so what? Who cares? So you know what? Peyton <laughs> Manning yells at his care. teammates on the field. Tom Brady that, yells at his teammates on the sideline. There's a difference between yelling. Philip Rivers does a lot of yelling. doesn't mean that's a lot different from pouty. Eli Manning pouts as well. Oh, yeah. He's terrible, by the way. All right. Well, they've all won Super Bowl. So, uh, I'm to be honest with you, I'm really anxious for this last category. Me I've too. been looking at our <laughs> I mean, show lineup, our program, if you will. And, I will. Uh, this is this is uh, this is the granddaddy of them all. The thing that started this off, whatever it was, a quarter century or more ago, in the Shecky Awards. It's time for best fruit. The nominees for the best fruit are Honey Crisp Apple, White Peach, Organic Red Grapes, Strawberry, and Watermelon. If you notice, there aren't a lot of exotic fruits on there, and there's a good reason for that. A couple or a few years ago, this really this award has morphed into. I say these, almost all these awards are decided by me and me alone. But with Baby Oprah, you know now seven, and Jean Claude Van Damascheck eating all the fruits now, I really go to them for their insight uh, uh, in the category, and I'm sure, Handsome, you do that yourself. I do, and I've noticed you get a lot of people, you know, this is, as you say, a well-established award. I've noticed you get a lot of tweets throughout the year. Yeah. People, you know, different seasons, different fruits are available, and people, you know, giving you some advice, maybe pushing you in different directions here. I'm intrigued to see where this goes. Well, I always always love uh, the, the feedback from people who have good experiences with fruit, and I don't mind telling you that I feel like maybe I don't want to make this about me, but I challenged fruit you know in 2013 i raved i said 2013 was the best year for fruit that my mouth had ever experienced 
and 2014 came out of the gate a little sluggishly, and I and I said as much. I was not shy about pointing it out. Too many acai berries? Or I don't know. Okay. I, I, you know what? I don't want to make accusations. <laughs> I don't want to get in the head of, uh, of fruit, but I just want to say <laughs> that the first four months were not strong, but then as spring turned to summer, mm-hmm. fruit raised its game collectively and became delicious once again. And I like to think that part of the reason why fruit made a comeback there was because pineapple became a part of your diet, and it's not uh, that, that's not one of the nominees? Well, I'll tell you something interesting about pineapple. I almost retired the fruit category, as I do with any category. That's why five bean, is, I don't need to give an award to, yeah. to best soup, because five bean is the best soup at okay. this point. It just dominates year after year. Why name pineapple? And it got into such a powerful run in the early 21st century, I really considered shutting it down until I had a delicious apple, and mm. I started, you know, I had a delicious white peach and so on. Last year's champion, the Honeycrisp apple back there. Pineapple was very good again. It's not a matter of it not being tasty. It's that these other ones were that much better. And all that leads me to, you know, with the consult now complete with Oprah and Jean-Claude Van Damaschek, the best fruit for 2014. Oh, by the way, the, re- the the red grapes. I want to clarify. Make sure you get the organic ones, because the other ones that are have the that they drop the the stuff on, they get that weird film mm, on them. Yeah. They make your teeth, you know, chalky. Chalky, yeah. I don't yeah. like that. Make sure you get the organic. And then put them in the fridge, just before you eat them for a while. Oh yeah, oh yeah, always. I, I refrigerate all my fruit. Grape, grapes are an embarrassment to this category. Oh wow! Careful with yourself. <laughs> Careful. I like I like to have a laugh as much as the next guy, but sometimes you go too far. Okay. Right, let's get to it. The best fruit of 2014. Congratulations, watermelon. Wow. We loved it. We loved it. We, we And we had a great time eating watermelon this year. And, it, and here's the thing with watermelon. It used to be a lot like Krispy Kreme donuts. And I would, you know, I, I've always said... I denounce Krispy Kremes in favor of a Dunkin' Donuts buttermilk. Why? Because the buttermilk doesn't have a bunch of asterisks next to it. Why it's good? What, what the way you have to have it? That was the, what ailed the watermelon. Good. Watermelon was delicious, except that it was only good for three months out of the year. I don't know what they're doing in the lab, but they've made it so that it's good year round, just right. about like when eleven months ab- out of the year. When you talk about the organic nature of yeah. the grapes, <laughs> your watermelon's not no, organic. No, I don't care about that. No, they shrunk the rind down sure. to the. To yeah. the it's paper thin now. The seeds are well. gone. All the all the problems with it. The Krispy Kreme. Oh, you got to get it when it's warm. Oh, it has to be right out of the oven. Oh, it's got to. But that, that, that's not that good if it has to. Be, minute, if it has all conditions Shouldn't attached PEDs to it. PEDs nullify watermelon Ooh, well, from the category. True. Maybe they should be testing here. I don't want to go down that dark path, and uh, all I know is that these lips enjoyed the watermelon, and uh, you know, with my mates Jean-Claude Van Damaschek and uh, Baby Oprah, we were in full agreement. We had a hearty debate, which really would have been good, and maybe for 2015, I'll have to uh, record in. that debate, at la- or yeah, bring them in. Is football baby down with the applesauce? Football baby's not at a point yet. It's, <laughs> it's milk, and and uh, he has just now moved into mush. He's you know just what? now moved into some... I'm uh, excited about here is that I, I think the white peach, a little bit like you said, yeah, with great. Roethlisberger, is going to have a chip on its shoulder in 2015, mm-hmm. which is yeah. going to... For me, white peach was fantastic this year, and I, I really I think agree. white peach is going to up its game in 2015, knowing that it didn't win this year. 
We're in for a good white Fingers peach crossed. Here. It's sort of like J.J. Watt yep. to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, to me, is the no, MVP, not but that's not to say anything bad about J.J. Watt. I, it's, it, you're, you're on to something there, Handsome, because the white peach is the runner-up in 2014. I don't want to, you know, I'm not calling you out. Honeycrisp or strawberry or anybody else. Well, you else, are. You kind of are, and you should in a way. Do. All right, game, well, guys. listen, that's it for the uh, for the 2014 Shecky Awards. Good times, as always. We got everybody's awards in uh, there, Black Tie? Yes, we did. Quick shout-out to – well, I was going to read all these names of people. Well, I don't need you this name. You should do. This is, like, this is nice. This is the end of the year. You should yeah. – Well, these are people who I appreciate supporting football babies, specifically. That's uh, football grandma or Momo Damashek's uh, year made that much better for football babies' presence and people who brought her to uh, to the fore for all of your eyeballs. Warren Sapp, Brian Billick, Dan Helley, Daniel Jeremiah, the Around the NFL Mirth Makers, Mike Silver, Mark Iztook, LT, Willie McGee, Steve Mariucci, Amber Theo Harris, Handsome Hank. Thank you. That's you. Michael uh, Fabiano, Adam Rank, Marcus Graham, Marshall Falk, and Michael Irvin. I'm trying to think if there are any names that you could have others you could have put on that well, list. Well, no, I named all the people who were supportive yeah. of uh, of football baby Sounds around like here. Sounds like about and, and then thanks to uh, well, no, I thought those are just the those supporters, and then the people who are the so-called behind the scenes or below the liners who I don't speak with. You know, that, that's just, a, that's just <laughs> they're a instructed rule. to make no eye contact with you at all. It's 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 just it's, it's not it's not a it's well, it's not it, but it's not a thing against them. It's just what I need to be at my best. You know, I don't need to be distracted with with the hooey and applesauce of what's oh, one his more, name. One more award. Speaking of embarrassing, damage like the most embarrassing moment of 2014. Come on, player. What's that? What's up with that? I make no apologies. I make no apologies for that. I don't care. I thought, I, Come I, on, player. What's that? What's up with that? I felt Deion Sanders already strong bit needed a, a just a touch of punch up, and so I gave it. I provided it there on live television. So what? Um, also. The uh, so here are the people behind the scenes: <laughs> the foreman Mitchell Schwartz, Black Tie right there, uh, Chris Miller, Dick Isakow, Fouts Tie, um, the Gold Standard Zach Goldman, Ben Liebenberg, Alex Drawick, the Blue Room Denizens, Matt Lathrop, Jonesy Puma, and all the guys out on the stage: Ryan Travis, Bo De Silva, who does all the graphics for us on the Sheck Report every week. Alex Wilktie, who produced a lot of the stuff, the uh, the all-time draft in the offseason. Patrick Crawley, your mate, uh, handsome. Bobby Carples, Jacob Friedman, Joey Maloney, the two Joshes, Christian Anderson, Dwayne Munn, Goose Gustafson, Mike Altier, Sandwich Coppinger. He still has to pay me the sandwich he owes me. Drew Statton. Oh, thank you. See? Finally got one. <laughs> Bill Smith, <laughs> Ali Gennaro, the newsroom editors. And that's uh, pretty much it. Did wow. I thank everybody? Did I forget anybody? Our main man, Odie Booyah. I oh, wrote him down for yeah. Rookie of the Year, and I forgot to mention him. The i got to put that out. We, mm. should, we should really run that. The season's over. We should run that one last time. Odie Booyah, uh, you know, he recreated the, was a great the famous, mm. the iconic ODB catch. Yep. So i gotta, I got to say, you know, Philadelphia won the Sonic Award, but Philadelphia got a pretty, pretty good colleague, Sudsy Sedell. Went back to Philly this year. Man, 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 so I don't remember so. him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I missed uh, Sudsy, if only because uh, I could uh, rub it in his face when the Flyers lost another game. I always enjoyed doing that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so thanks to everybody for listening all through 2014. If Shout you're still out to Mark listening, Brady. Super Mark Bowl 49 oh, kicks name... off in five minutes. 
<laughs> Mark Brady, by the way, uh, handsome discouraged me from doing it. I was going to give out a Shecky Award to the best boss, and Mark Brady was going to win it. Whoa. I oh, wow. I discourage you from doing it. I just figured You'd, that you may want Nobody would care. But, <laughs> but I, no, Mark would care. I said, right. So the be- uh, I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it late then. Yeah, so here we go. Best boss: Roger Goodell, Brian Rolap, Tom Brady, Carmen Dukes, Mark Brady. Tom Brady, by the way, is our actual boss, not the guy for the Patriots. The winner is Mark Brady. Oh, yeah, he's listened. Stunner, all, stunner. He's, he's, he's listened to all my shows. He's he, he's. He, I I don't think that I've done a second's work this year that he is not actually. Uh, witnessed or, or listened to. Perfect. No, no. Good. I mean, look, Mark's definitely very deserving. It's a pretty smart move of you as well to piss off four other people who, uh, who decide <laughs> your future. I, I, I don't even They're remember the names at this point. Right. I just said the names. Uh, they've you don't already even know gone who they are. No. I, what they do, I'm not sure, but you I appreciate it. <laughs> so there you go. Another year of. Uh, of tomfoolery and reckless speculation is complete, but of course we'll be back. Before at- we go, we got to give a shout out to our listeners for sure. Starting no, off with none no, no, other no. than a main man. I actually like stale bread. I don't know why we would do that. Neil I don't- Wait, I've got a story. I mean, Neil's, I know Neil's well. listening now. I just want to be very quick. Uh, Black Tie showed me yesterday. We were in the huddle in the in the cafeteria, or whatever we call it, the, the place where we get food. Um, the huddle. The cafeteria. Did you make that like a? I, I don't know. Let's Spanish not. Let's just word? move on. Let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> Black Tie plays consistently at all times. Words with friends is a is an iPhone app you can play. It's like Scrabble on your phone. Where you can play with other people with Neil Dutton. Neil Dutton is what? What's the what's your record against it's Neil Dutton? It's about nine and zero. Oh. Nine and zero. Oh. Neil Dutton's never won a game of word, Words with Friends. My New Year's resolution for Neil Dutton is get a win <laughs> against Black Tie or get a new game. Right. <laughs> I think the writing's on the wall. It sounds like yes to all of our listeners to Neil Rod Zabaz who sent us that great Scottish yes. package. Mike Dell. The Ed, who we made a whole a whole calendar year with, without getting him on the air once. That's on you, Black Tie. And you have to rectify. That's your New, New Year's year resolution: resolution is go. to watch more movies and to get the Ed on this show already. Indy Sarah, Indy Sarah, so many nice people. I feel like Adam Rank as well. Adam, I, I mentioned Adam Rank. Did you? I'm sorry. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think. Of, well, I see now we're naming guests. So the whole like, crew. So I said Mike Dell. Everybody who who uh, bothers with our our foolishness uh, listening to the show. We appreciate it. Like I say, we'll be back, though, after the wild card round. We're going to keep doing the show, as it turns out, mm-hmm. for, for a little while, and we will break it down for you, hopefully, with good news about the Pittsburgh Steelers and their trip to Denver. Not the Baltimore Ravens going to Foxborough, but either way, we'll be here to break it all down for you. Good luck to your Cowboys. Elliot Harrison, congratulations on the award. Thank you. Good luck to all your t- to, to your team if you're out there listening and they're still in the mix here. Exciting times. It's time for the greatest tournament in all of sport, the NFL playoffs. Enjoy them. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You're not starting anymore? Man, you should be starting. The NFL game is not played in Studio 66. Can't say it. It was a mix of... Kind of romantic, business, Mm -hmm. awkwardness. I used to have a thing for Spanish women. Man, the poop is these Samoan cookies. I actually like stale bread. Come on, player. What's that? What's up with that? You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. 
So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.